I have had to restart the beginning of this episode 20 times now because every single time I try to record, my dryer starts shaking and banging against the walls because I'm washing my pillows right now just because I want them to be wider and look nicer and just like, you know, smell better and have that freshness to them. Just like a refresh, you know what I mean? Um, and they, it, the washer is literally just like shaking and just like banging against the walls. Can you hear it? It's literally so loud. Anyways, I am not going to press record again. I am not restarting this episode again because I'm not even kidding. This is my 20th attempt. Anyone who's ever podcasted or has a podcast of their own knows that it takes at least 20 tries just to start the beginning of the episode. It's brutal. I'm not doing it again. Oh, see, I just stuttered too, which would be a reason to restart the episode, but I'm too far in. I'm a minute in. It's too late. We're, we're in this. This is just how it's going to go. Anyways, how are you guys? I need to apologize like I always do. Um for how inconsistent I am at podcasting. Um, I'm just not good at being consistent. I wish I could come out with an episode every single week, Um, but I have work, I have school, and just God has other plans for me. You know what I mean? I want to get to a point where I can consistently release an episode every week um, for my millions of fans that just crave my podcast episodes. But y'all are going to have to be patient with me. I have a very busy life, very hectic, busy life. um, And I'm trying to be more consistent. So please be patient with me. I'm doing my best. But anyways, I hope you guys are doing well. It's literally been like a month since the last episode. And I feel awful about that. I want to be more consistent. I'm going to work on it. Um, But so much has happened. So we have a lot to talk about. Today's episode is about healing which I am so excited to talk about. I think everyone has something they can heal from. Everyone has their own struggles and things that they can heal from. Even if you haven't been through something traumatic, we all can heal. You know what I mean? Like, life is kind of brutal. Like, we all have some healing we can probably do, whether we just went through a brutal breakup, we lost a loved one, we just had something traumatic happen at work, or you know, anything. It doesn't even have to be something traumatic. We all have some healing that we can do, I think. And so this episode today is about healing. Um, The reason I came up with this idea for the podcast today to just talk about healing is because I saw this Instagram reel. And for those who know me, they know that I am addicted to Instagram reels, okay? I am not like other girls. I don't watch TikToks. I don't even have TikTok. I have Instagram. I'm addicted to it. I will be fully transparent. I am addicted to Instagram and to my phone in general. Um, Everyone has their toxic traits. I'm not going to pretend that I don't. So I am indeed addicted to my phone, but I love watching Instagram reels. I think they're so fun to watch. They make me happy. They give me entertainment. They give me a couple laughs here and there. And, um, I just don't get that from TikTok. I'm a pick me girl. I'm not like other girls. I don't watch TikToks. I watch Instagram reels. Um, Anyways, I saw this Instagram reel that was, um, it was like red flags on a first date. And I'm like, okay, can't wait to hear this one because I've been on some really terrible first dates lately. Um, That's a story for another time. But um, this reel basically was like, if they talk about their ex, 
it's giving unhealed and you don't want to, you know, be around someone that's unhealed. And that's a red flag if someone talks about their ex. And I thought that was interesting because at the time that I saw that podcast, I had just been dumped and I had been talking to my friends and a lot of people about my ex and about how I was struggling with that. And um, I was like, okay, so clearly, you know, this isn't a good thing. I'm talking about my ex a lot. And that means that when people see that, they think I'm unhealed. And it's like, okay, so how do I heal then? You know what I mean? Because like, if I'm giving unhealed energy, okay, please excuse the door slamming in the background. (sighs) My roommate. Um, Yeah. Anyways, um, so I was like, okay, if I talk about my ex a lot, that means I'm quote unquote unhealed. Like this girl said in this Instagram reel, like it's giving unhealed and we don't want to see it. It's a red flag. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to have any red flags. So how am I supposed to be healed so that I am not talking about my ex so much so that I am moved on and so that I am healed? I'm like, okay, so why not? Why not just do a full on podcast episode to try to figure out how to heal? And that was a while ago. I feel like I'm more healed from that breakup than I was, um, just because time heals a lot of things. Um, time is like the number one thing that heals people, I think. And that's actually one of the questions I asked and there's some good responses to that. And we'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, if it's giving unhealed, how am I supposed to heal that? So that's why we're talking about healing today so that whatever you're trying to heal from, whatever, um, you just haven't healed and you talk about a lot and, you know, if people think that's a red flag, that's probably their problem, but we do want to be healed from our breakups and from our, and, and not even just breakups. That's just the thing I'm healing from, but other traumatic things, we want to be able to be healed so that we are not, you know, giving off that negative energy, um, and so that we can just be our happiest, best version of ourselves. Um, I feel like I just had a stroke. I feel like that was really hard to say out loud. Um, I'm kind of just, um, just taken aback by the behaviors of people who live in my apartment. Anyways, um, so if you are new to Get Mel Soon, we always start off an episode with highs and lows. Um, the highs and lows that I wrote down are literally from a month ago when I started planning this episode. Um, so I wrote down that one of my highs was that I went to a dance and they, (laughs) this is the dumbest high. Why did I write this down? Um, for those of you who know me, I am addicted to caffeinated crystal light. Okay. Most people wake up in the morning and they get their iced coffee and they start their day or their chai tea latte or their matcha you know, or a Red Bull or literally anything else. But for me, my caffeinated beverage of the morning is caffeinated crystal light. It's the perfect amount of caffeine. It gives me energy without the crash and it just tastes really good. And it's also way more hydrating because it's just a bunch of sugar particles that you dump into water. So I'm literally just drinking water, but it's caffeinated and it tastes like strawberries. So I feel like it's a win-win. And it's also sugar-free. Um, so that's a plus. Anyways, I went to this dance, right? 
and they had a bunch of, you know, refreshments and whatnot. I ate, like, four hot dogs in one sitting. Just kidding, that's an exaggeration. I had one hot dog bun, and I shoved two hot dogs in one hot dog bun, um, which is equivalent to four hot dogs, I guess. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know don't know why I said that, but um, it was an amazing hot dog. It was an amazing dance. It was way fun. Let me get to the point. They had crystal light packets at the dance as one of their refreshments. They had the flavor that I'm obsessed with, strawberry caffeinated crystal light, and they had them all over the refreshment table. And I was like, okay, these aren't cheap. Like for those of you who have ever, you know, bought the caffeinated crystal light packets, it's not cheap. It's like literally, it's like $4 for a box of like five packets of this caffeinated crystal light. And this is my full-on addiction. I drink two to three of these packets a day, right? And so I need to fully restock every now and then. And it's kind of a, a money sink. Like, I just went to Walmart the other day. I actually skated to Walmart. It was super fun. I was roller skating around in the Walmart, and people judge me, but it's fine. Their problem, not mine. I'm living my best life. But anyways, I restocked on my Crystal Light, and I got, like, seven boxes because... It literally, it's an addiction, I'm telling you. Um, I got seven boxes worth, and it was like 30 bucks or something. I, I don't even know. It was like, okay, I just spent 30 bucks on sugar packets. Like, what is wrong with me? Um, anyways, let me get back to the point <laughs> before having another tangent. They had these caffeinated crystal light packets at this dance. And being the greedy, um, narcissist victim that I am, (laughs) just a few fun words, um, that people call me sometimes. Anyways, um, I grabbed every single crystal light packet on the refreshment table and I took them home with me. And so that was my high of the week. I was able to, um, restock on my crystal light without without having to pay because they were free of the dance and I know I know they were meant for everyone but I took every single one of them off the table and I was set for a couple weeks for crystal light and I think that's a win maybe it makes me a thief maybe it makes me um a bad person maybe it makes me you know all these all these things but I could not care less it's an addiction, and I am willing to do anything and everything to feed this addiction, okay? I could be addicted to crack. I could be a meth addict. I could be addicted to anything else, but for me, it's crystal light, caffeinated, and so to get a bunch of free packets for free at a steak dance was a win for me. Um, moving on to the low of the week. So I wrote down that my low for the week was that I hadn't is hadn't a word? Hadn't. I feel like that's not a word. Did I make that up? I'm embarrassing myself. Um, I feel like I had not... Uh, what was I saying? Oh my gosh, you guys. I I need more caffeine and crystal light. Hold on, let me take a drink. <laughs> There's some ASMR for you. Um, what was I even saying? You know, it's so funny. One of the, here's another tangent for you. One of the first dates that I went on a couple weeks ago, the guy, (laughs) it it was a horrible date. He talked about himself the entire time and there were so many things that were just awful about it. 
But um, every, like, five minutes as he was talking, he would be like, wait, what are we talking about again? And I'm like, bro, you've been talking about your hot ex-girlfriend this entire time. And he kept saying, like, what are we talking about again? And I'm like, bro, I don't know. I'm just enjoying my free dinner right now, okay? Like, please, please get me out of here. I, I am here for the free food and nothing else. Like, you... Uh, it was so bad. Anyways, back to the low of my week. I wrote down that my low for the week was that I cried for a month straight and that I hadn't skated for a month. And this was because it was right after I had gotten broken up with... Um, And I was super into this guy, and I was head over heels in love, still kind of am. That's why the episode today is on healing. Um, But anyways, that was the low. I, I had cried every single day for literally a month. Every single day. Not an exaggeration. I cried every single day for like a month and a half. And I also took a break from skating unintentionally. I just got so depressed that I didn't skate for a long time. And I never want that to happen again, first of all. I never want a guy to hurt me so bad that I stop doing what I love. So I learned my lesson there. I am never going to let a guy hurt me so badly ever again to the point where I give up my hobby and my love for skating. Um, So I learned that lesson. But yeah, that was my low for the week is just that I was really struggling with that and I cried every single day and I hadn't skated for a long time. But good news I wrote that low weeks ago, and I have since then skated, and I have since then gone several days without crying. So be proud of me. I think that's an accomplishment. I think crying is a good thing. If you want to learn more about my opinion on crying and how it is a good thing, listen to my last episode. It's about how crying is a good thing and how it can be healing. Um, But yeah, I think if you're crying every day for like a long amount of time, like for a month at a time, I think that maybe isn't the best thing. Um, and it wasn't the best thing for me. It may be healing for some people, but for me, it was like, okay, you know, what am I going to cry about today? Like another day, another depressive episode. Like it was really getting to be damaging for me. Um, but I am happy to say that I have since then healed healed a little bit. I think time has healed me a little bit and I haven't cried for a few days now. And I've been skating a lot. So I think that's a good thing. I think I've learned my lesson that I will never let a guy hurt me that badly again to the point where I, you know, just cry that much and give up skating. Never again. I've learned my lesson. I learned a lot of lessons from this relationship. um, And we can get into that later. But I feel like I've been going on like a million tangents at once. And let's see, how many minutes in are we? Oh my gosh, we're 15 minutes in. Okay. And my washer is still banging against the wall. Oh my gosh. Can you guys hear that? It's so loud. That sounds so bad. It's so loud. Okay. I don't know how good my microphone is, but if it picks up how loud my dryer is being... That's, that's not going to be good. I'm going to have to buy a new microphone. Anyways, so what month is it? Hilarious. I have no idea what month is it. it is. Um, if it's May, then it's Mental Health Awareness Month. <laughs> Back when I wrote my notes, it was May. Wait, is it May still? You guys, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what month it is. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Uh, let's just say it's May, okay? 
which means it's Mental Health Awareness Month, um, which means for the mental health fun facts for this episode, I'm going to be giving a lot of just mental health awareness facts, just things that I think everyone should know about mental health because everyone should have a basic understanding and knowledge of mental health because everyone is mentally ill. If you say you aren't mentally ill, then you're a psychopath and I don't want to hear it, okay? Oh my gosh. My washer is literally quaking. Um, I am scared, okay? We're going to continue on with the episode. I might have to pause and go check on my pillows and the washer, but I think... I think the cycle is almost done, and I think it'll be fine. Okay, anyways, mental health fun facts. Here we go. So the first mental health fun fact is that many factors can lead to mental illness, including genetics, physical illness or injury, and traumatic life experiences. So a lot of people actually don't know this, um, and for those people, you need to have more education because you should know this by now. Um, a lot of people who struggle with mental health, it's actually hereditary. So people who have depression or anxiety, it can be because their parents or their grandparents struggle with the same thing. Um, so yeah, I think that's a really important fact about mental health. It is hereditary. So if you are depressed or anxious or have any sort of mental disorder, it's not your fault. It literally could just be hereditary. Um, I am going to have to go check on the washer because it is literally slamming against the wall so brb okay and we are back the washer in my laundry room had shooken so much is that a word shooken it literally was in the middle of the laundry room floor like the dryer and washer were like against the wall and like the the laundry the washer literally like just shook so much that it was in the middle of the floor That is not good. So I took my pillows out and they are drying now. Um, So yeah, that was not good. That, (laughs) I don't know if you can hear that in the podcast. (laughs) I can't wait to listen back and see if it was being super loud. Um, Anyways, let's get back to our mental health fun facts. So sorry about my washer. I just think it's kind of funny because like, you know, most podcasters would like edit stuff like that out. You know what I mean? Like, be like, oh, like... My baby was crying in the background. My dog barked. Like, there was static white noise. But no, not me. I'm not going to edit anything out because I think it shows that I'm a real person. I think it shows that I'm authentic and real. And I don't care if my washer blows up in the background of my podcast. I think that's funny. In fact, I think that's hilarious. So I'm keeping it in. Anyways, let's move on to the rest of the mental health fun facts. So fact number two, suicide. Uh, accounts for over 800,000 deaths globally each year, with 41,000 in the U.S. alone. It is the second leading cause of death worldwide for 15 to 29-year-olds. Okay, hello? Hello? Do you hear those statistics? For people who don't take mental health seriously, I'd like you to reconsider. Because literally, 800,000 thousand deaths globally each year are from suicide okay it is the second leading cause of death worldwide Forty-one thousand in the u.s alone have died from suicide for people who don't educate themselves about mental health and who 
you know, treat people who have mental health issues poorly? I'm sorry. No. Educate yourself because this is the cause of death. Like literally, it's 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 crazy. Oh, it's so crazy. Um, that was a crazy fact. I think a lot, I think we've come a long way in mental health awareness, but I think we can do a lot more because those numbers are too high, too high. I think a lot more can be done. And I think spreading awareness is is where we should start because um, I don't think a lot of people even realize these numbers and statistics. That's a big number, too big. Okay, next fact. Many people do not seek treatment for mental illness due to the associated stigma. Only 44% of adults with diagnosable mental illness receive treatment. Moving back to my point of why mental health awareness is so important, um, this fact is insane. The fact that so many people don't get the treatment they need just because there's a stigma. I think that's insane. I think we've come a long way because, you know, back in the olden days, it'd be like, oh my gosh, like there's this meme I saw. It's like, oh my gosh, she goes to therapy. You know what I mean? It's like such a big deal. But now it's like, LOL, guess what my therapist said? You know what I mean? It's a meme somewhere. I'll, I'll try to find it and post it on my story. But anyways, I think it's so funny how, like, therapy it is like a stigma. It's like, what? Like, there's... <laughs> it's so weird to me. It's like, everyone should go to therapy. I don't think it's a weird thing. Like, oh, you go to therapy? Like, oh, you must, like, have depression and anxiety and trauma and no like I think it should be normal it should be normalized and I think the fact that there even is a stigma about mental health I think that's messed I don't think that should exist everyone has mental illness struggles and I don't think there should be a stigma at all and I wish I knew how to get rid of that stigma but for now I'll just keep you know spreading awareness and reading these facts um so the next fact is about a way to heal because this episode is about healing so there's something called mind body practices which are a way that we can heal so the fact is that mind influences the body and that the body reacts to our mind they are connected so there is a certain thing called mind body practices and that includes stuff like acupuncture massage meditation movement therapies like dance therapy which is something I want to get into. I think dance therapy sounds amazing. Um, And that's the other fun fact. There is not just talk therapy. There are so many different kinds of therapies. In fact, I should do an episode about that. Um, There's EMDR therapy, dance therapy, talk therapy. There's so many different kinds of therapies. That's something I want to learn more about, actually. So I feel like next episode, we'll have to dive more into that. But um, dance therapy is a type of therapy. Um... It's a mind-body practice as a way to heal. Moving on, there's relaxation techniques like breathing exercises, guided imagery, and progressive muscle relaxation. There's spinal manipulation or chiropractic work that can be done for healing. That one um, is good for healing if you've been in like, you know, a traumatic event like a car accident. Um, I made that up, but I bet you it's true. Um, there's Tai Chi or Qi Gong, sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly, yoga, healing touch, and hypnotherapy. See, there's so many different kinds of therapy. I think that's fascinating. These are all, these are all, um, mind-body practices 
that can help heal someone um, from anything that they need to be healed from. Okay, so usually after I share my mental health fun facts, I do a meditation, but there are so many responses. You guys shared so many responses, and I'm already like almost 30 minutes into the episode, so I need to dive into these responses because I want to get through them all so that everyone can be heard. So the first question about healing is, how do you personally heal from something? So many responses. Let's get into it. The first response says, I don't. That's why I'm here. That's why we're doing this episode. The next person said, pray to God for strength and healing. Um, I think for those of you who are religious, this can be a great thing. I, For when I am trying to heal, my main struggle is that I feel alone. I feel alone in my struggles. And just to be able to talk to someone really helps. It doesn't have to be God, but talking to like a higher being whether you pray to God or the universe or any kind of spiritual being, I think that praying and prayer is a very powerful thing. Um, That's just my opinion, of course. Um, It doesn't work for everyone, but I think praying for strength and healing can really help. And I know it's helped me. Um, I personally pray to God and I I feel like it's a great thing to do when I feel alone and when I feel like I have no one because God is always there. The the universe is always there and always there to talk to. So I think that's a great response. Okay, the next one says, I usually let time take its course. This is a big thing. When you are trying to heal, sometimes the only thing that is going to allow you to heal is honestly just time. And I hate that this is the case because I'm impatient, I'll be honest. I want to heal right away. But honestly, time is guaranteed to help you heal if you just let time pass. And there's no, I will say, there's no set time for trying to heal from something. I remember seeing another Instagram reel, or no, it was it was from a podcast. Somebody said, um, if you, you know, get dumped or you have something traumatic happen, be sad about it for a couple weeks. Give yourself a date. Let's say, uh... On the 28th, I am going to stop being sad and I'm, I'm going to move on. I'm going to stop being sad about this thing that's getting me down and I'm going to move on. I think that's BS. I don't think that's a proper way to heal. I think that time needs to take its course in whatever amount of time that is. And that's not something that you can just decide. Because I actually tried this. I said, okay, on this date, I'm going to stop being sad about the guy who dumped me and I'm going to move on. And I did that. I was sad for two weeks and I just let myself be sad. And I think that is a good thing. I think letting yourself feel emotion is a healthy thing. But when my date came around the corner, I was like, okay, it's the 28th. It's time to be happy about it. It didn't work. Okay. I was pretending to be happy. I was trying so hard not to think about this guy. It didn't work out. Okay. I think picking a date and then just deciding to move on and just deciding to be healed because of that specific date. I think that's dumb. I don't think that's how it works. I think you really just need to let time take its course. And that may be a week, that may be months, it may be years. You just have to let it take its course and you have to really be patient with it. And even though that sucks, I think that's just how it is. Okay, moving on to the next response. They said, take what happened and think about it so I learn from it and don't make the same mistake. This is great advice. 
I think everything in life happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that. And I think everything that happens in our life has a lesson, um, can teach us a lesson. So the recent breakup that I went through, it's not even recent. It was like literally months ago, but it's still recent in my mind because time is still taking its course. Um, but one of the things that helped me the most to heal was to go back and say, okay, what did I, what did I learn from this? And I filled like literally three pages in my journal of things that I learned about this breakup and this relationship that I went through. Um, that's another thing. I think journaling, such a good way to heal. I think it's, I think journaling in general is so amazing. Highly recommend. Um, next response says through time and distractions. I like this response. I think distractions, um, can be good, but also like they're not, you know, they're not going to be heal everything. You know what I mean? Like distracting yourself can be good for only so long. Um, the day after I was dumped, I went on a trip to St. George with some friends. Um, and it was a huge distraction because I was hiking, I was enjoying the nature and I felt good. I felt great because I was so distracted. I didn't have the time to even think about how sad I was. Um, so I think distractions can be great, but they're kind of a temporary fix. Next response says, by talking it out over and over again with people that I care about and that also care about me a lot. This response is so good. I think talking to someone about it is a great way to heal. Um, Talking in general is so healing. Um, I could vent for days about everything that I've been through. And I think every single time I vent, it is so healing and I am able to just word barf and get it all out there. I really like that they said that you need to do it with people that you care about and people that care about you. Because if you're venting to someone who doesn't give a crap about you, that is not going to be good because they're going to go behind your back and tell everyone how depressed you are. (laughs) Okay. I know this from experience. So if you're venting to someone about your struggles or about trauma or about anything you've been through, you want to make sure it is someone you trust and someone that you care about and that you know cares about you because I'm sorry if someone is gossiping about you and spreading stuff about you that you told them in confidence they don't care about you and that's just the truth so it's important to make sure that they care about you and that it's a safe place where you can vent and talk about these hard things where you know you are safe and where you know that you are cared about because you don't want to be stabbed in the back it's not fun um What else was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Um, Oh, also therapy. I think talk therapy is a great way to heal. If you're listening to this and you don't go to therapy, schedule an appointment right now. It may cost 150 bucks for a 50 minute session, but it is worth it. I think it is totally worth it. Talking it out to a therapist who can give you coping skills is so amazing and so worth it and worth all the money. I highly recommend. Go to therapy. Everyone should. Next response says, time and new experiences with good people. So another person said time. I think that's key. I think time heals everything. Uh, But the new experiences with good people, I really like this response. I say that to every response. I really like this response. Um, But I do. I really like this. Because I think having new experiences with good people 
can be so healing. I think meeting new people is always great. I think it's a great way to like refresh your life just to meet new people. Um, Because people, something I've learned is that people come and go in life. And so you're constantly meeting new people. Some stick, some don't. But to surround yourself with good people and just have fun, good experiences with them can definitely be healing. Next response says skating. Skating definitely is healing. Um, It can also not be healing because you can fall super hard and get all bloody and bruised. Um, So it can be healing mentally, but maybe not physically. LOL. (laughs) Next response says sharing what the pain point is with someone I trust. So this goes back to the other response, talking to someone that you trust. Next response says time. It takes forever for me to get over something. I'm so glad this person said this. I don't think there should be a set time. Sorry. I don't think there should be a set time where you should just be miraculously healed from something. I think it takes a lot of time sometimes. And it may take longer for one thing than another thing. This recent breakup that I had was brutal for me. And it's taken so long for me to heal. Whereas when it comes to my divorce, I was fine in two weeks. Give it two weeks, I was fine. I was back up on my feet. But this breakup that I recently had, it's been so brutal. And I think it will still take more time for me to heal. I think I'm still healing from it. So it just depends on what the thing is. Um, like I'm still, I'm honestly still healing from stuff that happened in high school. I think it takes some time. And you really just have to be patient with yourself and just trust the process. Next response says, I do things that I enjoy by myself. I heal the best with my own thoughts. I think this is a great response. Oh my gosh, I say that to every single response. But I think doing things by yourself is awesome. Um, I didn't realize until after my divorce that being my own best friend is the most healing thing ever. Because people in life will 100% let you down. They will disappoint you. They will hurt you. But you, you're all you got. You know what I mean? And you can be your own best friend. You can hang out with yourself, go on dates with yourself, do things for yourself to heal. Because, I mean, I hope you wouldn't stab yourself in the back, but other people might. You know what I mean? So it's like, spend time with yourself, be your own best friend, enjoy that alone time and let your own thoughts heal you, just like this person said. Next response says, face, accept, float, wait for time to pass, nothing lasts forever, good or bad. Okay, this response kind of broke my brain. Um, But I think they're saying, I don't know what they meant by float, (laughs) but waiting for time to pass is kind of like what I said earlier. Um, I think that's really important. And to remember, like they said, that nothing lasts forever, whether it's good or bad. I think that's so important. Um, I think, you know, life, life is just the blink of an eye, like they say in that one movie that nobody knows what I'm referring to. Life is just the blink of an eye. Um, Nothing lasts forever. So whatever you're grieving about right now, Give it however long and you'll look back and be like, oh, why was I so sad about that? So dumb. Um, Moving on to the next response. They said, lots of crying, time, and space to be alone. Crying is so healing. 
I think letting yourself cry is really important. I know I cried for a solid month after my breakup. And I know to some people that may not be a good thing, but I think for me, it was good. I think if I had continued to cry for more than a month, that wouldn't have been good. Um, just for me personally, but crying and letting yourself cry, doing it a lot and letting yourself be alone is very important. I noticed that um, when I went through this breakup, everyone I talked to just kept saying, don't let yourself be alone. Surround yourself with people, be with people, distract yourself, be with as many people as you can, never let yourself be alone. And I was like, that's so weird because I mean, maybe that works for some people, but for me, like I need my alone time. Like being alone is when I can heal. And I agree to an extent because it's like, if you're alone, like, and you're grieving something, you could start spiraling and go to a super dark place. And in that case, it is helpful to surround yourself with people. But for me personally, the more I'm with people, the more, you know, other issues come up. (laughs) And that's just me personally. So I think do whatever works for you, whether that means more alone time or more time with people. Do whatever is best for you. The next person said exercising. This is something I need to work on. I think exercising can be so healing because it is kind of, in a way, it is a distraction. Um, And it also just feels so good for your body and for your mind to exercise. I think that's a great response. That's a great response. (laughs) Moving on to the next one. Prayer, journaling, and thinking through things that way. Yes, prayer and journaling are amazing. Highly recommend. Those are two things I cannot live without personally. Prayer and journaling have gotten me through so much. Next person said, cry in the shower, go on long car rides with or without music, and go out with friends and family. Crying in the shower is probably my favorite thing to do ever. I think that's a great one. Um, And I love going on long car rides. Unfortunately, that's something I cannot do because of gas prices. (laughs) LOL. Um, Anyways, but yeah, I do love a good long car ride as long as someone is paying for my gas. And... (laughs) I like that they said with or without music because sometimes, you know, when you're going for a sad long car ride, the music hits, but also sometimes driving without music also hits. It hits different. Um, It just depends on the situation. Okay, next response. Acknowledging the hurt and being open about it when appropriate and cry and talk about it. Okay. Oh my goodness. I think this is is a response that I actually don't like as much. I'll be honest. I don't like that they said um, that you should be open about it when it's appropriate. I, I don't like that. I think that being open is always appropriate. That's just my opinion, though. I think that being open and honest and letting your emotions show is always appropriate. I never I don't think it's ever not appropriate. I think if someone thinks it's not appropriate, then they are being judgmental. And I think that's why there's a stigma with mental health is because some people think it's not appropriate sometimes to be emotional. That's just my opinion. So I think it's always appropriate to be open and to cry about it and to acknowledge your hurt. I think it's always appropriate. That's just my opinion though. So don't cancel me. Next response. Let everything happen and try to accept it and live through it. Breathe and go on. I think breathing is a great thing. Breathing exercises can help. That's a good response. Thank you. Every response is good, except for (laughs) 
the one about it not being appropriate. Okay, next. Setting goals, journaling, and so, 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 so much praying. Setting goals is a great one. Right after my brutal breakup, I wrote down a ton of goals and I was able to actually meet them. And it gave me a great sense of accomplishment. And that sense of accomplishment made me happier and was able to help me heal. So I think setting goals is a great one. Next person said, skateboarding and snowboarding helps me to heal mentally. Hobbies, hobbies, hobbies. I think having a hobby is a great thing. Um, That's one thing I regret when I went through that breakup. I didn't skate, I didn't do my hobby. And that's why I struggled so much, honestly, because I wasn't doing what I love. Um, So I think when you go through through something traumatic and when you have healing to do, whether you have a hobby or not, if you don't have a hobby, find a hobby. I think everyone should have a hobby. I think it's a great thing to have something to be passionate about. Um, Find a hobby and do that hobby. Try to do it every single day. Just try because I think that's an amazing healing thing, regardless of if you're trying to even heal from something. I think having a hobby is healing in general. Next response says, rest and indulgence in little things. Don't know what indulgence means, but I agree nevertheless. Next response says, accept things for what they are and fly like a butterfly, honey. Not gonna lie, that response left me speechless. Moving on to the next one. Depending on what it is, I journal to see what hurts, why, and what I can do to get over it. Journaling, like I said, you guys, listen, if you don't have a journal, go get one, okay? They're like five bucks at Walmart, I'm telling you. And you can even just like journal on your laptop or on your phone or literally just with a pencil and just write on the walls. I don't care, just journal. It's such a good thing. Next response says, try to realize it isn't my fault, crochet something based on my emotions about it and tea. (laughs) Love this response. I think, I mean, it depends on the situation. They said, try to realize that it isn't your fault. Sometimes what you're healing from could be your fault. I will say that I think it's, it's not always not your fault. Um, whatever you're healing from, it could be your fault. So if, if whatever you're healing from is your fault, I think you need to do a lot of reflecting, journaling, and also a lot of self-love stuff so that you can give yourself grace. Everyone makes mistakes. If you're healing from something that was your fault, you have to understand that you're human. And if people aren't willing to be patient with you, and if people are insulting you for a mistake that you made, that's their problem because they need to grow up and realize that everyone makes mistakes and that we're all living life and trying to do our best, the best we know how. And if someone leaves your life because you did something wrong, then they're obviously not it. They're not for you because I lost my train of thought. But everyone makes mistakes and wow, this episode is literally not good. But anyways, <laughs> I, my thoughts are all over the place. But I think if you do something that's your fault and you're healing from that, you should love yourself and give yourself grace and allow yourself to heal and um, if people don't accept that, then they shouldn't be a part of your life. This person also said crocheting and tea. I think tea is delicious. I think crocheting is really cool. I want to learn how, but I don't think I have the time to do that. But if crocheting is a thing that you love, keep at it. I think crocheting is super cool. 
Let me take a drink of my caffeinated crystal light. Give me one second. Thank you. Okay. We are now moving on to the next question. So funny. We only have 15 minutes left and there are still so many questions. We might have to do a part two of this episode. Okay. The next question is, what's something that you need to heal from? I'm going to read these responses rapid fire. Okay. What's something that you need to heal from? Toxic friendships. Going to jail for six months. PTSD from an abusive relationship. Someone who said they loved me right before they left me. (laughs) I can relate. Skating. Uh, Years of putting myself down for my appearance and weight. Sexual assault as a senior in high school and I still feel messed up from it. My suicide attempt. The pressure I put on myself to not fail. Dysfunctional family. My fear from everything and my anxiety. Life and social anxiety. More abs- This may be more abstract, but healing or fixing ways I mistreat myself. My husband dying and making a window at 38. Oh, making me a widow at 38. I will miss him longer than I knew him. Broken relationships, childhood. Always healing from past awful relationships, being mean to myself about the past. My friends' losses and deaths. Twisting my ankle and also my breakup from February. Trying to move on after being with someone for seven years. Childhood trauma between my father and I. We were very similar and stubborn. Um, started touching myself as a young kid and my parents sent me to a doctor who told me it was wrong to express myself. And just now realizing how much it has affected my view of sex as an adult and trying to heal my inner child. Maybe more... Oh, oh wait, I already shared that one. Um... My uncle and my father being my father figure, and then he was revealed to be the most horrible person ever, my abusive relationship, and looks like those are all the responses. Wow, you guys, that is a lot. Um, that is a lot to heal from. It's so funny because, like, I think I have a hard life, and I think I have stuff I need to heal from, and then um, I read these responses, and I, I just, Wow. Everyone has their thing. That's what I'm saying. Everyone has their struggles. Everyone has mental health struggles because life is hard. There's so many things that people go through, whether it's abusive relationships, losing someone, um, injuries, relationship stuff, um, childhood trauma. Everyone has their thing. And I think it's so crazy that um, you never really know a person. You know what I mean? Like you can... You can, you know, get cut off on the freeway by someone. You can get flipped off on the highway. You can, you know, see someone at the grocery store that's mean to you or whatever. You never know what they've been through. I think that's so insane. Like, that person that was mean to you in line waiting for something, they could have freaking been through something so traumatic that you have no idea about. I just think it's so crazy how we all have our thing. We all have things we need to heal from. Um, so the moral of the story is just be kind, just be kind. Okay. Everyone has things that they're going through. Think twice before you send that hurtful, mean text, because you never know how it's going to affect them. They may have severe trauma related to that text that you could send them and it may make them spiral. It may make them 
add to that statistic of the 800,000 people that commit suicide each year, okay? Always be kind. You never know what someone's going through, period. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, Somebody said, I counted how many times you said period in your podcast, and it was a lot. I think that's funny. I haven't really said period that much in this episode. Maybe I've grown out of it. Anyways, moving on to the next question. Okay, first of all, before I move on to the next question, I want to say thank you for all of those responses. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and for sharing all of those things. It's not easy to be vulnerable. It's not easy. Um, So I appreciate those responses. Um, They're always anonymous, which makes it a lot easier to share these things. Um, But I appreciate those responses. And I hope you were all able to heal in your own ways from all of these traumas because you deserve that healing and you deserve only the best. Um, Moving on to the next question. Also, I love you guys. Just wanted to put that out there. Next question. How can you help other people heal from their traumas? First response says, by elevating yourself so you can elevate those around you. Next response says, ask about the tactics that best fit that person's needs. I think this is a very good response, (laughs) just like all the other ones. But I think... I think when you get into a friendship or relationship, I think there should be communication, obviously. But I think right off the bat, I think you should say, okay, what can I do for you? Like what what triggers do you have? What traumas do you have? What are the best like tactics and ways that I can help you heal and help you in this situation? Like what do you need from me? I... Personally, have never had a friend or relationship partner ever ask me this. But I think, (laughs) maybe that's why I'm so broken. But I think it is so important when you start a friendship or get into something to say, okay, I can tell you're struggling from this. I can, you know, everyone has their thing. What can I do as your friend, as your significant other, as your coworker or whatever to help you heal and to be there for you for whatever you need specifically because everyone has their thing and I think asking that question shows how good of a person you are it shows you're selfless and I think it's so important so um, I think that's a great question to ask okay next response being there for them when they need you it's so simple it's honestly the bare minimum but a lot of people don't do this (laughs) being there for someone when they need you it's the simplest thing but it's a big one Next response says, showing them I'm there for them when they need to rant or talk and offering to hang out or go out with them. Such a simple thing, but again, so important. Next one, by showing them love and effort. Key, period. Next one says, listen, exclamation point in all caps. Never make it about yourself. Sometimes we don't need someone to relate. We just need someone to hear. Oh my gosh. Love this response, okay? One time... One time I hit up a friend and I said I really needed to vent because I was really going through something. And I started talking to them and I talked for maybe like five minutes about what I was going through. And then I kid you not, for the next 30 minutes, they talked about themselves and they made it about themselves and said, yeah, I went through something similar and then started venting to me. And I was like, 
Now, hold on. I hit you up as a friend because I needed you to listen. I needed your help. I needed to vent. I needed you to be there for me. And now it's about you. And now you're venting to me about what you're going through. I, I was taken aback. I was like, okay, I don't want to be your friend anymore, honestly. <laughs> but I think it's so important. I think if a friend reaches out to you and says, I need your help with something, anything and everything that you're thinking about yourself needs to be put on the shelf because the fact that they reached out to you and that they were vulnerable enough to ask for help just shows that you need to be there for them. You need to shut up about yourself for one second and just listen to them because that's what they need. Next response says listening, asking what to do to help them feel supported, and then actually doing that. Like I said, asking what you can do for someone. But this person makes a great point. Actually doing that thing is another thing, okay? Saying one thing is great, but actually doing it is another. This is so important. Next response says validate how they feel and let them know that you're there for them. It's the bare minimum, you guys. It's the bare minimum to validate your friends. It really is. And that's all I'll say about that. Okay, next response. Time is constant. Nothing is permanent, including emotions. Listen. Next person said, just letting them know you're there without comments like other people have it worse. Okay, if you're you're telling someone what you're going through and then they say other people have it worse, um, run. That is not someone you need in your life period. Next person said, listen, validate, and pray for them and pray with them. I think that's amazing. When someone prays for you, keep that person in your life. If someone prays with you too, keep them around. That's someone you need in your life. That's someone I need in my life. Don't have that person in my life, but I'm looking. If you're out there, hit me up. Um, Next person said, not give cheesy one-liners that don't help anyone. Oh, I love this. I love this. The things like, like, it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Like, you're not alone. You know, stuff like that. Like, it may be helpful for like one second. No, in fact, you know, it's not even helpful at all. Giving those one-liners and, you know, saying those um, cheesy, cliche things, they're not really helpful ever. Um, honestly, and if you, even all, if you don't know what to say, just listen, if anything. Next person says, being in a safe space, being a good friend, and accepting people for who they are. It's the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum, period. Next person said, give them what they ask for, and maybe give them what you anticipate they need. So important. Next one says, this is a hard one because there's only so much you can do until someone has to decide. This is a hard one because there's only so much you can do until someone has to decide. Um... You know, I disagree. I don't think it's a hard one. Um, I think I think if you're trying to help someone heal, um, yeah, no, I disagree with this. I think I think this is an excuse. I think <laughs> sorry, I'm being kind of brutally honest and harsh, but I think if you have a friend in your life who's going through something and it needs help to heal, if you're a good friend, you're gonna be there for them. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think it's fair to say there's only so much you can do. If you're a good friend, you will do anything it takes to help them heal. And I think I think if you if if you're not willing to do that, then you're not a good friend. Sorry. 
that's just my opinion. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's hard to do, to do the bare minimum and to help your friends heal. Um, um, next response says spreading awareness on mental health and proving to everyone that they're not alone. Next person says listen, be there for them when you need to, and go on adventures to get them out of the funk. I think that's a great one. Going on adventures is a great one. You guys, we are running out of time. Um, I don't know if I can share the rest of the responses. There's literally so many. Um, I think it's time to wrap up. But I just want to thank you guys for all of your responses. Thank you so much for being vulnerable. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, Whatever you're going through, whatever you're healing from, I hope you can find that peace. Whether it takes time, whether it takes a lot of journaling, a lot of crying, a lot of skating or whatever your hobbies are, (laughs) I hope that you're able to heal. Um, I think my main takeaway from today is if you're trying to heal from something, surround yourself with good people that will help you to do that. Um, And if you don't have those people in your life, um, go to God, go to the universe, go to someone you can pray to, or just be your own best friend. Um, but I think, I think it's really important that we are actively trying to heal um, and actively doing what we can and what we need personally to heal. I love you guys. Thank you so much for your responses. Thank you so much for being honest and real. Um, I hope we can all heal and have a really healing week and be good to ourselves. Um, I hope that we can heal our own stuff and can also help our peers and friends heal their stuff. Um, Remember to be loving. Remember to always be kind. You never know what people are going through. Sorry this episode was kind of chaotic. My washer literally exploded. Um, And I also, I feel like I wasn't as witty and funny and myself as I usually am in this podcast episode. But nevertheless, thank you guys for being patient with me. I'll try to be more consistent with my episodes I appreciate you guys. I love you you guys and your responses. Um, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And I hope you all get Mel soon. LOL. Um, and love you guys. See you next time. Bye.